Okay, so hello everybody. My name is Shadina and you're listening to Football Drama. Um, right off the bat, my apologies for not uploading last week. I had a bio test to study for and that was just a little more important even though I didn't do as well as I would have liked on it. But then again, no one in my class passed it low-key i think only like maybe two or three people like made a decent grade like a's on it the rest of us we just kind of you know made it made it by um and yeah so again my apologies for that but then again um you know school comes first for me um especially with the semester winding down and assignments piling on top of each other uh there are just some things i don't have time for um so yeah wait that sounded bad that sounded bad wait, wait, wait there are some things that um carry more value than others so if i really 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 need to study for a test and it's on like a tuesday on monday when i usually record i'm not recording i'm gonna be studying for that test so forgive me for that but um hopefully from here on out i should be fine because i'm thinking about it now during the summer I don't think I'll be uploading much during the summer. We'll just have to see. Um, yeah, we'll have to see. I mean, there's there might be stuff going on in the summer. Well, yeah, there's going to be a lot of games and stuff. But um, I know, like, in May, I should be doing stuff. June, I plan on taking summer classes, maybe. So we'll just see. But um, I'll see how the summer plays out in um how much i'll be able to upload if it's either i upload a lot or I upload a little like barely so i might still upload once a week or maybe i can upload like twice a week on the weekends not the weekends during the summer but we'll have to see anyways what am i talking about um okay so today this episode might be long or short i don't even know i'm gonna talk about as much as i can or i'll try to talk about as much as i can um, especially like with international break and stuff, but that was like two weeks ago and it was a lot. So I'll just see what I can do with that. Um, I have some stuff written down, but I might just glance over those and just give you some of the highlights or the key things out of those. So, um, yes, I think I'm just going to free ball this episode because I've been busy and haven't had time to really write down topics. So, um, Let's see how this goes. So footballer appreciation, I don't have one. But I saw this Instagram post that was interesting. Let me see if I saved it. Um, I would not like to turn on my notifications. What am I going on? Oh, me. Saved. Um, yes, yeah, just right here so or not wonder kids posted this march 26th um also hey happy new month happy april to you may this month bring you blessings and success and good news and all that good stuff so yes i also hope you had a good easter yesterday or sunday so yeah okay so March 26th, Wonder Kids posted a few of our boys 
made their senior international debuts midweek. So we have Ryan Graven Birch or Graven Birch at 18 years, 10 months, and 8 days. He plays for the Netherlands. And then we have Pedri Gonzalez, 18 years and 4 months. I'm going to assume that's Spain. Along with Brian Gill, um, Spain versus Greece. I'm going to assume that's Spain as well. Um, he's 20 years, 1 month, 14 days. Let me look at his Instagram. Yeah, he's okay. It's Spain. All right, moving on. Um, Nuno Mendes, 18 years, nine months, and five days for Portugal. Jamal Musiala, Musiala, German. We talked about him before. 18 years and 27 days. And that is about it for that so congrats to all of them for making their debuts for their teams um hope they had a good run because international break was quite juicy especially for the um european team since they had um world cup qualifiers i think i don't it's either world cup qualifiers euro qualifiers or both i'll just have to check that and see so yeah congrats to all those kiddos Okay, so next I'm going to talk about the MLS schedule that's been released finally. Um, it was released March 24th, so a while ago. And I'm just going to go over it real quick. Specifically, Atlanta United. Well, they're not giving you the full thing. Love that. Okay, let's see. Format. So each club will play 34 games, 17 home games, 17 away games. The opening weekend, April 16th through 18th, Friday, 2020, Western Conference Final Rematch between Seattle Sounders FC and Minnesota United. Saturday, Austin FC will make its anticipated debut against LAFC. Sunday, into Miami host David Beckham's former club, the LA Galaxy. Okay, interesting. Stadium openers, we have FC Cincinnati open will open its west end stadium on may 16th against inter miami austin fc will debut q2 stadium on june 19th against the san jose earthquakes and then um the reigning mls cup which i guess is what columbus crew will open new crew stadium on july 3rd against new england revolution anything else that's interesting uh, that's too much to go over. So let's just go over who, when Atlanta United is playing. And, you know, I honestly don't know how this season is going to go for them because last season was trash. Um, but we also didn't have Joseph Martinez and he's back and he's fit. And I pray for his body that he continues to stay fit um, because last season was just garbage pure hot trash and i don't want to experience that again so for atlanta united they play what is this tomorrow they play tomorrow for the Concacaf champions league i don't care about that i care about the mls regular season games so i think um atlanta united's opening is against orlando city which you know it's a rivalry but Orlando, especially with the last season, they've kind of been taking over. So we'll see if Atlanta gets their revenge back. 
and then they play Chicago Fire. I don't know. I just feel like every team has beef with Atlanta for some reason. So I think it kind of feels like every game is a rivalry um, in some way. Obviously, like Orlando City and what is it? New York Red Bulls. Those are the top, top clubs that we have beef with. So, um, all right. I'm not going to go over this because I don't. I don't want to say I don't care, but it's just a lot to go over. So opening game for Atlanta United, I'm just going to assume is against Orlando City. So we'll have to see how that goes. And yeah, obviously I'll talk more about the MLS um, when the time gets closer. Right now, I think there's like a week or two left until the opening games. Or no, next week. So next weekend. What did I say? 16th through 18th? Yeah, so next Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, um, we'll get the real juice, and I'll talk about it then. So, yeah, but MLS is starting back soon. Get ready for that. I genuinely do not know what to expect this season. Um, I have an American section, but it was mainly for the international break. I don't really want to talk about all of this. Hmm... Because on one hand, I have a good bit, and it could be like a refresher, but on one hand, I don't want to be, um, I don't want to be like a professor and go through all of this stuff. Hmm. For now, while I decide what I want to do, let's just go on USMNT only and see what I can talk about. Oh, Kurt. Um, Daryl DK is the only U23 player in the championship to be in the top 10 goals of what top 10 of goals per 90 minutes. So I think he scored two other goals today, which is just amazing. Again, Orlando city is fumbling their bag. If they don't let him leave, if they make Daryl DK come back to them, I, the bag is fumbled. I get that they want, you know, 20 million, I think, which I mean, it's fair, I guess, but 10 million, I'd be fine with 10 million. That's just me though. But I think Orlando City would genuinely be foolish if they don't let this man um, go and do his thing in England. Um, Aaron Brendanson, no, Brendan Aronson. What's his name? I forgot his name already. Brendan Aronson, okay, I'm so sorry. Brendan Aronson had a fantastic assist for um, Salzburg the other day. Can't really explain it, but you should go watch it. It was very nice. Um, Christian Pulisic, Pulisic, whatever, is injured again, low-key, mayhaps. Um, Chelsea's game against, was it West Brom? Second half, he, like sprinted on the pitch and felt something and he went back and he was subbed off at halftime um Tuchel said that it's precautionary like subbing him off was precautionary which is also good that Christian um felt that right away instead of you know running on brushing it off and then playing and then it being worse I just think that I don't think Christian is fully taking care of his hamstring because his hamstring is going to ruin his career if he doesn't properly take care of it. Um, I just 
like I don't see no KT tape around that thing or anywhere like around that area. So I just genuinely feel like my man's is not taking care of his hamstring and that's his main issue. I don't think he's had any other injury problem anywhere else in his body except for his hamstring. So you would think by now the man would be a little more cautious, but that's not the case. So I don't think that's just me personally. I don't think he's taking care of his um He's taking care of his hamstring like he should be. So hopefully it's not anything serious. But I mean, we're kind of used to this story by now. Um, yeah, we'll just have to see. Because Champions League is on Wednesday. And Chelsea plays against Porto. So we'll just have to see if he will play. Um, if he doesn't. How do I write this? If he's not in the squad or if he's on the bench, I think we'll all understand because of this small precautionary thing but hopefully it's not nothing serious because we've got some important games coming up in the u.s against the national team so you're all right anything else um weston mckinney has the most goals for juventus midfielder in the past three years he has five goals now um speaking of weston he Got in trouble not to maybe like a couple days ago because he threw a party along with what Paulo Dybala and some other Juve players. Um, we're in a panoramic, you know, we are in the Panera bread. I think, um, Wesson's a grown man, he should have known better. I know that you know, when you get too lost in the sauce, things like this happen, but you should have known better. So, I think he's fine now. Um, I think he's going to be playing in their upcoming game, but, um, their most recent game, which let me look it up, Juventus, who again, have not been doing too high. Can I type today? Hello? They have not been doing too high. They are fourth in Serie A and they played against Torino that in the 2-2. So yeah, I think Weston knows his learned his lesson by now he won't do it again but it's kind of stupid of him to do that in the first place but you know whatever men um let's see lil won against psg let me see how that table is looking over there in liga um standings okay so lil are currently i think they've been in first place for a while now PSG is coming up second. They are three points behind them. And this loss they just took will really keep them back down. It would be very, very, very nice if Lil could stay up here. Mainly so I can see um, Tim Weah, you know, lift up a trophy or whatever. Plus this other North American man, I think it's Jonathan David, would be nice for him to you know, lift up the trophy as well. CONCACAF Kings, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, um, hopefully Lil can stick it out until the end. Let's see how many more matches they have. Ooh, not too long. One, two, three, four, five, six, six, seven-ish. Seven more games left. So, okay, interesting. <clears throat> Anyone else? Uh, Christian also scored in that West Brom game. We'll talk about that in a bit because that game was garbage. Um, I think that's it. Nothing else is really catching my eye. Don't really care. 
Oh, Josie Altador went on a rant a couple days ago. I I don't know why. Um So it says Taylor Twoman national team career was laughable. Beasley should be that analyst or a Mia Ham. Twoman need to be on extra time radio with Barbie Warshaw. He a white boy with connects. Stop giving him a platform. People like Twoman telling millions I'm this, I'm that. Didn't live up to this or that. I'm a hero tailor to young black kings that want to play soccer. Kids in Haiti and Caribbean. You don't define success for me. You weren't half of me. No more free takes. And then someone um, replied to his tweet and he quote retweeted it saying, that's fine. My problem, I should have read it. No, I'm not going to read it. That's fine. My problem is this. I'm not messy or the best to ever do it for anyone, for USA or anyone, but I'm sure as hell not a failure. I thrived in a game where it's hard for kids that look like me to thrive in the US. We don't promote the positive side, only negative. So I'm pretty sure this was all because on the US men's national team, the U23 did not qualify for the Olympics, which that in itself is a different story. I don't even think I have any words for that, but we'll just have to see. And obviously Taylor Twoman is the king of ranting. So he most likely had a grand rant um, for this, which mayhaps he probably has some facts because Alexi Lala surprisingly said some facts and he was speaking some truth, which was really surprising because I'm not a fan of Alexi Lala's. But um, yeah, I just, this seemed kind of random. Um, I mean, I see where Josie's coming from, but... Oh, he oh he commented on the he commented under this post saying I sounded off on Taylor for the stuff he says about other topics that can't go on that can't go on anymore not about Olympic qualifying or World Cup qualifying. Okay, so yeah, I can definitely see that. I'm actually writing a paper for um one of my social problems class. I'm doing my paper on the racial uh inequality like economic wise and base hold on wait the racial inequality and economic inequality in sports i specifically wanted to do it about soccer or football but um i'm gonna do it based off american football football and basketball if i really well i already i already turned it in i turned in like my preview paper so yeah i've got i'm focusing on um football from like a worldwide perspective because football is a big sport worldwide but i really wanted to touch on how hard it is for certain players in america for kids in america to play football like real football not american football because like it's like this the pay to play stuff like i mean this country is basura i mean i just don't understand I just feel like in this day and age, we don't need pay to play anymore, especially if, if in other countries, if other, how do I want to say this? Um, if there's like a developmental school or something, like I know about Claire Fontaine, I believe. I don't really know much about it. I watched some documentary on Netflix about it, like uh, football in France and stuff like that. Um, but I, that was like my senior year of high school, so I don't really remember much about it. But it's kind of like if they can produce some of the 
highest world-class players um you know without their parents having to break their bank trying to pay the system to you know um give their children the skills to play some footy then why can't you know the united states do that and i feel like that's is that's what's pushing this country back from being as great as it could be because um there's no reason why we or I don't want to say we because if I say U.S. soccer that means men and women there's no reason why the men's side can't do anything there's no reason why we get so hyped up for a friendly game that ends 7-0 but when it comes to the real games not crickets you know it's really a shame that not only did this team not qualify for the World Cup in 2018 but it's, this is their third time in a row not qualifying for the Olympics. Are you kidding me? Like, it's just really embarrassing. And it's not like we don't have the talent. There is a lot of talent. Like, since that 2018 failure, I feel like from then up to now, there's been a lot of progress. Like, don't get me wrong. Greg Berhalter was not my boy in the beginning. I wasn't a fan of him in the beginning. But now I'm seeing that he's bringing in key players. He's making so many call-ups, so many debuts, giving us a chance to get to experience different players in their playing styles. So Eunice Musa is playing for the U.S. right now. Not England, not Jamaica or Italy or wherever else he could have played. He's playing for the U.S. And that's all because of Greg Berhalter and his system and the team and his teammates and whatever. Blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? So just kind of like some of those players are playing at the international games and Northern Ireland and Jamaica, they would have played in the Olympics. Those boys that were there for the qualifiers, they just needed to get us there, but they still couldn't do that. It just makes no sense at all. Like there's true talent. There's true talent in this in this federation for the men's side. I just feel like mm, I feel like it's a pressure. I feel like the pressure and the nerves can get to the best of them. And, you know, watching those games, I feel like after that game, they lost against Mexico. It kind of went downhill. I just kind of have a, had a feeling that they weren't going to come back up from that because I hate whenever a team is down a goal and, you know, it's like the second half, whatever. They just get so frantic and they don't know what to do. Like, I get that you, I get that you want to get the ball back and you want to get to the get to the front you want to score and take your chances blah, blah blah but like patience you know they just look so frantic they run around like chickens with no heads they're like no organization no communication just nothing they just look a hot mess that's their biggest issue they don't come down and be like okay this is what we need to do this is our tactic this is our strategy there's no backup plan they just after the whistle blows they just run they just run no no thoughts just vibes it makes no sense so i'm very disappointed that these boys couldn't get us to the olympics especially with this being our third time in a row not making it it makes me sick to my stomach um and i have a feeling that if some of the guys that were at the u20 not u23 that were at the international break um, at the international camp, if they were 
at the um, Olympic qualifiers, we would have qualified easy. Maybe easy is too much of a strong word. Maybe I'm using it too, too, um, too light. But you have Pulisic, Reyna, Musa, Dest. Imagine Serginho scoring that banger against Mexico. Come on now. Yeah, there's just no way. No way. So um, I feel for the boys. You know, they. I hope they keep their heads up and everything. It obviously isn't all their fault. It's the manager's fault. I've seen so much heat go to this um, Jason Christ fan. And honestly, he needs to be booted out because I've heard nothing but bad things about him. And um, a majority of people are saying that this is his fault. Which, I mean, yeah, the boys can't coach themselves. Who are they getting their tactics from? Who are they getting their um, their notes, rules, whatever, blah, blah, from? Like, they're getting it from this man. And if he's not giving them anything, and then literally whenever they're down a goal, they start panicking instead of calming down and, you know, trying their best to get the ball back and get the play back, what do you expect? So, very unfortunate, but um, I don't know what to tell her. I don't know what to tell you. Um... I think in two, three more years, hopefully, by that time, I'll be like, what, 23? I'll still be very young. So we'll just have to see what happens. Um, But from a men's point of view, U.S. soccer, um, they find new ways to disappoint me. Um, The women, there's literally nothing wrong with the women. And I remember one of the analysts saying that the men need to step up. They do. The men for sure need to step up. There cannot be this much talent, this much, this much potential wasted. Literally, like you're getting all of us hyped up and you're getting our faith and hopes up. And then, boom, it feels like we get knocked back down to level one. After, you know, literally climbing up this mountain, trying to prove to everybody else in the world that the United States can indeed be a football country. But whenever we have all of this potential and all of this talent and then something like this happens, I mean, what else to expect when people laugh at us? You know, it's just embarrassing. And I really, really, I don't know how many more um, failures this uh, federation has to go through with the men for them to finally get it together that something needs to change. So um, I don't know. Mayhaps if anyone would like to hire me, I would try my best to get this situation, you know, right. But I don't know. I will say though, from like the senior men, the senior men are literally U23. Like our seniors team, our senior team is young, super young. Um, Greg Berhalter is doing ama- is doing an amazing job. I again will not lie, I wasn't a fan of him at first, but he's starting to grow on me, which is kind of surprising. So. Um, I think that's it. I've rambled quite enough on this. Um, I don't think there's anything else for me to talk about here. Um, yeah, no. Okay, nothing else I need to talk about. Do I want to talk about these national team games? Mm, let's see. I wrote about the... Mexico USA game main thing no fight just frustration led them to losing the ball easily making silly mistakes and rushing to make a play slash chance happen and it just didn't work out for them 
um usa versus jamaica this was the first international game the lineup was very nice i wish um chris richards was starting but i think he got subbed on which was fine with me um let's see death scored a banger 34th minute his first international goal which is really surprising um pulley got subbed off at the half I wasn't really happy with his performance other than that connection he had with Dest, but that was about it. I guess since he hasn't played for the U.S. men's national team in like two years, I can see if he's a bit rusty. Plus, like, he's barely playing on Trump's wing. Um, da, 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 Aaronson. Why do I keep wanting to say Aaron Brendanson? Brendan Aaronson got subbed on. Um, I think got subbed on for Pulley, and he was chef's kiss. He was amazing. He got a second goal for the U.S. Um, and he was assisted by Josh Sargent, two curly-haired kings. And then the unfortunate thing about this entire international break was um, Zach Steffen not getting a clean sheet. Do I want to say it's the defense fault? I will say hmm, the goals were quite surprising. They came out of nowhere. I will say the goal against Ireland that was that there was no way that um that could have been prevented, but I feel like our um forward our attacking in midfield are chefs kiss they're on point, but our defense is still lacking. But thinking about it, our defense is also very very young. This is a very young team. I'm pretty sure on that field, Zach Steffen was the oldest guy. He's maybe like 24. So, um, our defense still has a lot to work on, but you know, um, it was their first time, I guess, playing this new formation. So I, they did pretty decent. I just really wish that, um, they could have been, they could have been a bit stronger, but, um, I think that was really it. I think the defense, we still got a little bit to work with, but I think a couple more training sessions and they'll be fine. Um, anything else after that? Um... Yeah, Jamaica's goal was a chip, a nice chip, and made my jaw drop. I'm not even gonna lie. Um, in that game, into a four-one. Let me see. Cause I didn't write it down. Yeah, the game ended four-one, and then the game against Northern Northern Ireland ended two-one now the win against northern ireland a win is a win but it was an ugly win um the goals were scored by geo and christian geo had like a deflection type long-range goal and then christian scored from a penalty i would have liked these goals to be a bit more um pizzazzy you know um, Daryl Dika got subbed on maybe around like the 80th minute. He had like five good chances. He was on for maybe five minutes and could have gotten hat trick. He was doing so well with the chances. Um, there really wasn't anything I could say for this game. The first half was a lot more interesting compared to Jamaica. I think the first half with Jamaica was just so dull and boring. Plus it didn't help that it was like, um, like a 7 PM, 8 PM ish, you know, getting dark time over there. Um, no, 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 no. My favorite part about this game was a free kick was given to Ireland. I couldn't tell you when or why it was given away. Well, it was given away because of Acosta, who was slipping. Acosta was not doing his thing during this game, and it was not cute at all. But anyways, um, Eunice Musa was lying on the ground behind the wall, which is 
I think a new trend now in football where um someone just lies behind the behind the wall so that you know a Porto Juve doesn't happen again another free kick was given away because of Acosta I don't know what was in his milk because he was being so aggressive in this game and the fact that Greg didn't sub him off at halftime was really concerning to me because he was giving away free kicks I'm pretty sure he got a yellow card it was just not cute but I will say compared to Jamaica Ireland was definitely throwing some punches they were very much aggressive well not like physically throwing punches but they were a lot more aggressive and they made the game a lot more difficult for the u.s so this was a really good fight for the boys um let me see anything else oh yeah geo scored um pulley penalty yep 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 and they won the game 2-1 and this is their first win on the road against a european team in six years so breaking records we love to see it oh kurt enough of america let's go to some other friendlies and then we'll get into some other things so let me turn the light up a little bit hold on it's a bit dark in my room i hope i'm not disturbing my dog okay <clears throat> so i'm gonna go over some results mayhaps i can look on 433 because there were a lot of international games and I don't think they were all for the same reason. I feel like, hmm, I feel like the U.S. games obviously meant nothing. They were just friendlies. But I feel like every other international game was actually for something. They had value to them. So I'm trying to find, this is like two weeks ago. So I'm going to have to do a lot of scrolling here. See or no. Okay. So when was this? March, March 5th, not March 5th, five days ago. Jesus Cristo. Um, I guess I can go over this. So Armenia, Romania ended 3-2 to Armenia. Greece, Georgia, 1-1. Spain, Kosovo, 3-1 to Spain. Lithuania, Italy, 2-0 to Italy. Northern Ireland, Bulgaria, nil nil, Bosnia and Herzegovina. Wow, but <laughs> Bosnia and Herzegovina, and France ended one nil to France. Ukraine, Kazakhstan, one one, Austria, Denmark, four nil to Denmark, Moldova, Israel, one four or four one to Israel, um, Scotland, Faroe Islands, four nil to Scotland. Andorra, Hungary, 4-1 to Hungary. Hungary, Hungary. England, Poland, 2-1 to England, who I believe won every single one of their um, games during the international break. San Marino, Albania, Albania, 2-0 to Albania. Germany, North Macedonia, 2-1 to North Macedonia. And Liechtenstein, I just had a stroke. And Iceland, 4-1 to Iceland. So that was five days ago. This isn't even the games prior to that but yeah so belgium played against some team and demolished them along with japan um i don't really want to go through all these again belgium played against belarus and that ended eight nil um japan played against someone was it Honduras? mongolia 
Um, Japan beat Mongolia 14-0 in the Asian World Cup qualification. Wow, wow, wow. So I'm not even going to try to go through all these goals because no, one of them was an own goal. But, you know, that's still 13 goals that they let get scored on them. Oh, Kurt. Um, did I write down anything interesting? Kind of. Yes, no. <laughs> so I didn't mention this, but Germany played against Iceland. I think that game ended 2 0 to them. Um, and I'm pretty sure Havertz scored a goal. I watched this game. Why did I watch this game? That's a great question. I don't remember why I watched this game. Probably just because it was on and I wanted to see how Havertz and Werner were doing. My German boys. Um, yeah, they played against Iceland. 3-0. That ended 3-0. And I think Goretzka, Gnabry, and... No. Goretzka, Havertz, and Ilkay scored set how did i how did that game go for me so i kind of watched the game i was mostly doing work while watching because i never get a break from doing work um the main takeaway from this game is that kai Havertz scored a goal and i may or may not have ordered germany's away jersey because of him okay hear me out so i don't really care for the german national team but their away kit is just so nice and every time i saw a picture of it i just thought like i kind of have to get this but i was like no no i don't i really don't well i saw kai havertz looking quite scrumptious in it and that kind of sealed the deal for me um i didn't get a name or number on the back i just got it plain which i normally don't like getting plain jerseys but i don't want to be too associated with the german national team i mean the country is great and i love the country but um the team no but um it came in earlier than it should have. And it's very nice in person. Beautiful. Chef's kiss. I really love it. I love a black kit. It doesn't matter what team it is. Like, if I could, if I had all the money in the world, I would buy every single black kit. Because they're just so nice. Just so sleek. And it's like, Dortmund has a black kit. But it's so ugly. Or the most recent one. I think the one, I uh, can't, I don't remember what season it was, but it was a season, whenever Christian played there, they had a black kit. It's so nice. The most recent Dortmund kit, this, the, with the graffiti on it, garbage. Absolutely trash. Puma did them wrong. They did not have to do them like that. But I love an, an all black kit. So, um, yeah, danke Kai Havertz for being beautiful because... I genuinely was going back and forth with whether or not I wanted to buy this jersey. So, um, last thing I have to say for Germany is the horrific miss by Timo Werner against North Macedonia. Um, all I have to say is watch the video for yourself and Timo, I can't keep defending you no more. I can't keep defending you, my king. I, this is ridiculous. I think he has to have a come to Jesus meet with the football gods because this... That mist hurts. It still hurts thinking about it because, like, he's, it's right there. And y'all know Timo has not been the greatest with his finishing. And it's just, I just, I don't know if he gets stage fright or something 
or if someone puts like a curse on him every time he gets in front of goal but it's just simply embarrassing i think that's one of his worst misses in his football career um so yeah babes i can't keep defending you because it's not do better do better honey okay norway versus turkey oh okay i watched this game because of holland and turkey beat norway i think like three nil which was really surprising because you would think with holland and odgar or udgar norway would have ate this up you know but that wasn't the case but i also don't know if norway's a good national team or if they have a good national or if their national team is good that was a lot um, but they do have good players, but I guess they were just not lucky at all that day. Um, their message during the World Cup anthem, World Cup anthem, their message during the anthem was nice, though. It had to do with um, the World Cup, obviously. Basically, how people are dying in... Actually, I'm going to look at the pronunciation right now. Because I know it's said one way, but another way. How to say K-Q-A-T-A-R. Let's look it up. I'm just going to go based off this video. We are looking at uh -oh. how to the name of this country located in the Middle East. This is a relatively small... You see, now people in the comments are saying this is not even close. This is deadly wrong. What? I definitely know it's not Cutter. We say in Qatar. So um, there are people dying in Qatar because of stadiums being built and stuff. I'll try to remember to talk about this later. Um, Germany also did like a tribute, if that's the word for it. Like all of their shirts spelled out human rights or something. I don't know. But um, yeah, what's going on over there is rough. Like this World Cup being in Qatar not during the summer just shows you that fifa only cares about money and not the well-being of the players because this world cup could have been played in any other place around the world but they specifically chose this place where it gets to 120 degrees in the summer and they have no stadiums and so now they're using slaves to build these stadiums and they're dying because of it you know it's just gross fifa corruption at its finest um is that it no i have one last Thing. Spain versus Italy. This is the U21. I don't know what they're competing for, but whatever. I'm only talking about this because of the drama towards the end of the game. I feel like Spain and Italy got beef anyway. I don't know why. Maybe the colonization. Maybe they're both like colonizers, but they're trying to be like, I'm the better colonizer. No, I'm the better. You know what I mean? Anyways. Okay. So three players got sent off because of a collision. Men are so dramatic. Um, this is really nothing to be honest i'm gonna try to describe this in the best way possible so it is the 86th minute the whistle is blown because one of the italian players hit oscar mingueza in the face causing him to fall on the ground okay he sort of like um brought his arm around and kind of scratched the side of mingueza's face so there's some tussling and fussling happening obviously and during that mess, Rovella, or Rovella, Rovella, I'm just going to pronounce the L's like that. And Mingueza get into it, which leads to Mingueza and Rovella doing the intense forehead thing, you know. And this is the part that's confusing because at this point, 
yellow cards and red cards are being thrown around. So, as the two are getting up from their forehead kiss, Rorea pushes forward and gives Mingueza a little bit of a headbutt. But he acted like Mingueza was the one who started it and he fell to the ground. This is why I say melodramatic because what was the reason? None of this made sense and all of this could have been avoided had they had just, you know, shook hands or something, you know? So after all of this mess, um, Skamaka, or I guess that's his name, he's given a yellow, uh, he's given a second yellow, and I'm going to assume that he was the one who found Mingueza. Um, Mingueza is given a straight red, I believe, and then Rovea is given a second yellow. And in the end, the game ended nil-nil, so no goals, but a lot of drama, and you know, we love drama over here. So, okay, that is it for that. Let's move on to some real stuff. Well, not really. Um, I have two random things to talk about, and then we'll talk about Bundesliga Prem. Do I want to talk about this stuff? Eh, we'll see. So, Borussia Dortmund set Erling Haaland's transfer fee to $180 million, Euros, which is approximately like $212 million. I just want to say, Erling Haaland, um, I'm your biggest fan. If you would like to slide me one million, that would be just great, you know? I am very shocked at this, but not really. Haaland is obviously an amazing player. He's 20 years old. What 20-year-old is worth 180 million euros? And like... I can see why Dortmund put this high of a price tag on him. Obviously, because he's such a great player. He's a baller in Champions League. He scores a goal at most every single game. Um, and plus, they need money. So, I can see why this you know price tag is going for high. Plus, like, City wants him. Real Madrid wants him. I don't know why Juve and Barca are trying to get into the fight. They're not going to make it. Um, I doubt PSG wants him. No, they got beef with Holland. They don't want him. Um, so yeah, I'm just kind of like, on one hand, I absolutely get it. But man, that is a lot of money for one singular player. Um, we'll just have to see where Holland goes. I hope he doesn't go anywhere soon. Again, if Holland can give me like two more years, like if he can give me two more years, you know, whenever the world becomes normal again. Or whenever fans are allowed back in the stadium, I'll go to the stadium, meet him and Sancho and my son Gio. It's a cute little picture. Then he can leave. And whenever he buys, not buys, whenever he gets a trophy, I don't care what trophy it is. It can be like the, the, the puniest, most undervalued trophy. I don't care. As long as Holland leaves with the trophy, I'll be perfectly fine. Um, other than that, he may not leave yet. Um, there's recent news, though, about his dad and some other man going to Madrid to start setting price or whatever. I, let's not hurt my feelings right now. Um, I don't know how that's going to work out. But there's just two big clubs that are chasing after Holland. And it is, again, Madrid and City. We'll have to see because City are not going to have a forward anymore. Because Sergio Aguero is leaving at the end of the season. He made a public statement or whatever i'm pretty sure i can find it on twitter um and i'm not a city fan but i think that um 
I can say without a doubt that a majority of the city fans are in lots of pain because of this. Um, because he's been he's basically a legend for them, literally. Um, and I'm pretty sure they're gonna like build him a stadium, a stadium, build him a statue as they should, you know. So yeah, on March 29th, he says, "When a cycle comes to an end, many sensations arise." A huge sense of satisfaction and pride remains in me for having played with Manchester City for a whole 10 seasons. Unusual for a professional player this day and age. 10 seasons with major achievements throughout which I was able to become the top historic goal scorer and forging an indestructible bond with all those who love this club. People who will always be in my heart. I was to join during the reconstruction era of 2011 and with the guidance of the owners and the contributions of many players, we earned a place among the greatest of the world. The task to maintain this well-deserved privileged position will remain on others. As for myself, I will continue to give it my utmost for the rest of the season to win more titles and bring more joy to the fans. Then a new stage with new challenges will begin and I'm fully ready to face them with the same passion and professionalism that I have always dedicated to continue competing at the highest level. So sorry I ran out of breath there. Okay. <laughs> Um, yeah, I feel like the fans should be understanding. I don't think he's been getting a lot of playing time this past season, especially with, you know, other players, you know, um, on the rise. So, yeah, um, we'll have to see where he goes. I'm hearing Barca. The thing is, if, if, if he goes to Barca, technically in a way Messi would have to stay because they're besties and there was a whole thing with Messi going to City to play with him now it can either go two ways Messi says a Barca to play with his bestie boo if his bestie boo goes to Barca okay or he Aguero either goes to Barca and Messi still leaves or Aguero goes to somewhere else Messi still leaves Barca and then when Messi goes to City mayhaps He'll just have to be, you know, the new Aguero. Did that make any sense? I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm speaking tongues. Anyways, um, good luck to Kondo with all of his future endeavors. I'm sure he's gonna ball out somewhere else, and he truly is a legend for the club. Like I genuinely cannot even begin to think about how pain, how much pain they're in right now to hear this. But um, yeah, I wish him all the best for his future. Okay, now let's get into some other stuff and then we'll get we'll get this thing going because I I I mean I did say this might be a long episode. So let's talk about Bundes. Do I really want to talk about both Dortmund and Chelsea played straight garbage this past weekend? Um so we'll just have some scenes. Match day 24 of third, no, match day 27 of 34 for the Bundesliga. Leverkusen Schalke 2 1 to Leverkusen. Dortmund Frankfurt 2 1 to Frankfurt. Mainz Armenia 1 1. Wolfsburg Cologne 1 0 to Wolfsburg. Augsburg Hoffenheim 2 1 to Augsburg. Um, RB Leipzig Bayern 1 0 to Bayern. Um, Mulching Gladbach Freiburg 2 1 to Gladbach. Stuttgart, Bremen, 1-0, Stuttgart, Berlin. Oh, the both of the Berlins ended 1-1. Um, 
Okay, so buying this whatever. Who cares about the table anymore? Because at this point, I don't even know if Drummond's going to be hearing the Champions League anthem. They're probably going to be listening to Europa League and stepping out on that because tomorrow they play against um, City. And I don't even know how that's going to happen, how that's going to work out. And then we have Byron's 58, 59, 60, 61, 62, 63. They're seven points clear at the top. Leipzig is trailing behind them. And and then we have bottom three. We already know who's going to go down to Bundesliga 2. So at this point, who cares? Dorman played garbage. End of discussion. Prem now. Um, Premier League. Let's talk about um, what is this? Match day thirty of thirty-eight. Chelsea West Brom five two to West Brom. Leeds United Sheffield United two one to Leeds. Leicester City, Man City, 2-0 to Man City. Arsenal, Liverpool, 3-0 to Liverpool. Southampton, Burnley, 3-2 to Southampton. Newcastle, Tottenham, 2-2. Aston Villa, Fulham, 3-1 to Aston Villa. Man United, Brighton, 2-1 to United. Everton, Crystal Palace, 1-1. I watched, low-key watched. I kind of watched this game today. And then Wolves, West Ham, 3-2 to West Ham. So the standings for this, we already know who's going to win the table. Or win the league. Um, Chelsea's in fifth place. Um, I don't know what to say about that. I don't care about the tables anymore. Um, I was not expecting Chelsea to get beat down. Especially by a team that was... Not was that is still in nineteenth place. Um, I didn't get to wake up early for this game. I set an alarm because the game is at six thirty in the morning for me. I set an alarm for six a.m. But I woke up and was like, no. So I think um I caught the game maybe before the second half. I mean before the first half ended because I missed Pulley's goal, which. Um, maybe it wasn't on like the 30th minute. Let me double check. Let me double check. Okay, 27th minute. So I caught up with the game a little after that. Diago Silva gets a red card. I missed that. Um, yeah, I watched maybe... I watched um, maybe two or three minutes before the half because I saw both of West Prom's West Brom's goal in the in extra time. I have no words for this. The fact that this is the first game that two goals lost and it's against nineteenth place West Brom. Um it's just gross. I don't even know what to say. Do I really I no no thoughts, head empty. Um I've seen a lot of people blame Jorginho for both of the goals, which I can kind of see why, because, um, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Everyone's at fault here. Um, everyone's at fault here. They play against Porto Wednesday. By the time this is out, it'll be tomorrow, technically. So they cannot play like this against Porto because, no. And this is going to be an away game, so it would be nice for them to get these aggregate goals, or these or these away goals. 
So we'll just have to see. But um, Chelsea, I, speaking of Champions League, I'll just go straight to Champions League. Chelsea, they're not a high-scoring team, and it's really annoying. They score at most three goals, and even then, that's a struggle for them to score those three goals. It's really frustrating and annoying, especially when they have top players, they have top attacking players, and they still end up winning games 1-0, 2-0. No, I don't want to see that. I want to see four, five, five goal games from these from these men. Um, so we'll have to see how Porto goes. Um, Chelsea being Chelsea, they'll probably win the game, but it'll be just a one goal advantage like last time with Atletico. As long as they win, that's all I care about. Um, who else is playing in Champions League? Well, the, the teams are getting shorter, so I'm pretty sure. I think um, Real Madrid and Liverpool face each other. Yeah. So tomorrow or today, Real Madrid, Liverpool. I don't care. Uh, Man City, Dortmund. <laughs> Hypothetically, um, let me make sure I'm using that word correctly. Because I don't, I know what it means, but I don't want to say it in the wrong way. Okay. Um, hypothetically, Dorman could level up and make a big upset, a big shock. But realistically, Man City might have this in their bag, especially with the way Dorman have been playing. Byron PSG, um, PSG go through, and I think that's it. And then Chelsea Porto, Chelsea needs to go through. So, yeah. Is there anything else I need to talk about? Because the way my stomach is rumbling right now, I think I need to go to the bathroom. Um, March Madness, I'll talk about that towards the end. I don't really, I haven't been paying attention to any of that. Uh, I don't want to talk about racism, but I do want to say I hope uh, Valencia player, what's his name? Valencia player Mukhtar Diakhabi is okay. Um, Valencia and Cadiz played against each other um, this past weekend, and the game was suspended for 20 minutes after Valencia decided to walk off the pitch in solidarity when um, he was subjected to racist abuse from the Cadiz player. And looking at the video and looking at the Cadiz player, they constantly kept, you know, putting the camera on. It was quite obvious that he did say something wrong because just to look in his face. So I hope he gets booted for that and just disgusting. So um, I'm really, really glad to see and just happy to see that his teammates walked off with him. Like no questions asked, no hesitation. They just went ahead and walked off with him in support of him. I love to see that. Um, and yeah racism sucks stop being racist um it's truly a disease and a lot of y'all need to die from it <laughs> that was so harsh um and yeah that's really about it I'm, I'm not gonna go into depth about racism we've heard this story multiple times so yeah that is it for football drama today thank you so much for listening i'm so sorry if this was a chaotic episode but i kind of just had nothing really prepared and yeah, so you can follow Football Drama on Instagram and Twitter at Football S Drama. Um, I kind of want to start t streaming on Twitch. I just need the right equipment for it. 
So hopefully in the summer, I'll get all that settled because right now I'm not thinking about any of that stuff. I'm thinking about school. So yeah, we'll have to see. Um, look out for Champions League games. Hope the teams that you want to win win and whatever Europa League maybe will come be coming up soon. And um, yeah, that's really about it. Continue to stay safe. Um, get your vaccine if you want to get the vaccine and um, yeah, continue to do great things. And again, happy April. May this month bring you many blessings. Bye, you guys.